Alright, and welcome back to Social Biology. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. I'm your co-host, Morgan. Uh, Morgan, do, do you have a pet peeve today? <laughs> I do. Well, I... Is it, is it audio I, problems? <laughs> yes, yes. Audio problems is a huge pet peeve. A daily pet peeve. Um, I kind of have two different ones. So, oh. dealer's choice here. Um, I have a thing that I love that I remembered recently. Or uh, a pet peeve. So... Whichever one you would like, I will be happy to share today. Let's go with the one you love. That's it's good. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this was a long time ago. I, I think I had just recently started driving. So I was probably uh, probably 16. I was in my little Ford Ranger. I named her Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> it was the love of my life at the time. And my wife made me sell her. And now I resent her for it. But anyways. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. no. So I'm driving around in Charlotte. And you know how the radio is like six minutes of music and then 20 minutes of ads? Yeah, it's just awful. So I was listening. The, the particular radio show that I was listening to, it had it had like an attorney on there. And it was, I don't know what type of attorney it is, if it's personal injury or if it's accident or I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but they were talking about car accidents and specifically um, car and pedestrian accidents and they were raising awareness for people that like you know know the laws of if you get hit by a car you can get compensated you know it's like a big ad right and they're interviewing this attorney on the show and i just i'm sitting there listening to him and the co-host of the show is like oh i i don't know if this was planned he probably knew beforehand that this was what they're going to be talking about so he probably brought it up as just this talking point of oh i can add to the conversation but he's like oh my my brother-in-law like three months ago he was hit by a car while he was riding his bike and and he still has chronic pain is that somebody that i should be sending your way to to you know seek compensation and the attorney just goes on and on. Absolutely. Everybody in that situation needs to be contacting me. This all needs to happen. And I, I swear for like 10 minutes, he's preaching about how everybody in that situation needs to call him to get to get, um, you know, compensation for an accident. Because if a car hits you and you're on a bike, you, you got some legal grounds to figure that out. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> and this this is the thing that I love is when small little details come out that totally twist the entire plot. Uh, after like 10 minutes of this guy talking about how his brother-in-law was hit by a car and this attorney reassuring him, oh yeah, he's going to get compensation. I'm going to get him a million bucks or, you know, whatever. Yeah. This guy on the radio is like, yeah, you see, if you're riding your bike in, uh, and you're, you're, even if you're on the street, you get hit by a car you you need you should be getting compensation and the attorney's like wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> he was on the street he's like well yeah he was in he was in the emergency lane but he was going against the flow of traffic so oh. that cars could see him coming and he's like uh yeah i can't do anything for him yeah he's screwed (laughs) i just i just love the fact this guy went on for 10 probably 12 minutes about how he's gonna get everybody compensated and this guy throws in that one little detail he's like oh yeah your brother-in-law's fucked but i i just love little plot twists like that and especially (laughs) when it's like live in the moment in an interview or um i i think i sent you one uh, it, this isn't really a plot twist, but it's really like a holy shit. She just said that moment, but it was Katy Perry being er, interviewing oh, yeah. uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And she's like, is math related to science? And he is just like <laughs> dumbstruck by that question. So like these <laughs> Literally little tiny dumbstruck. things that get thrown in there. And I, it probably happens on this podcast. I probably ask a stupid question or some little revelation happens. and I'm just like dumbfounded. But. those just make my day and that was let's see i was 16 that was over 12 years ago oh and i think about that (laughs) that little ad for the the injury attorney all the time it lives rent free in your brain yeah Uh, yeah no and honestly i love things like that there are little moments especially when they're funny uh who are just like i always go back to like this is great 
you know, and it's because uh, I yeah, like a, a good little I don't know, it's like a plot twist. Yeah, it's such a little thing. It's such yeah. like a it's a one changes everything. Yeah, uh, because and the whole thing is funny because this person, they this lawyer, I can be almost sure that they paid money to be here because it's an ad for them, right? And oh so, yeah, like, absolutely. They're like, hey, I'll give you know the studio some money and I'll talk about this and then. But of course, they didn't really script a whole lot of it, so he's just, you know, taking the information that the the host gives to him. And when it comes to law, uh, you have to be one thing. You have to be very careful, even if you're a lawyer saying things on air, because you can say or do things or imply things that get you disbarred if you're not careful. Right. You know, if you give horrible legal advice, or you do something, or you say something illegal that it's like against the law. Uh, you're gonna get like, in trouble. You're gonna get in real trouble, exactly. <laughs> like so. telling a guy for 12 minutes that what your brother-in-law did was totally legit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly, and that's why he was like, "Oh, I can't do anything because he, yeah. <laughs> because suddenly the 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 facts of the case change." And he's like, "Well, he was doing something he probably wasn't supposed to do. He was making breaking all these rules. It just doesn't really matter." Uh, it reminds me of uh, like I used to see like small claim claim court stuff, like not like Judge Judy or Judge Joe Brown, which are uh huh. Okay, those people are judges, but the show isn't what happens. That's not a real. It's court. not. Yeah, it's not the judicial system. Yeah, yeah it's not the judicial just judicial system. Um, but you can see, like, in fact, you can go to the courthouse and just sit in random cases, and uh, it gets a little gray. But if you're in an accident, uh, even if it's even if it's the other person's fault, but you weren't supposed to be driving either because you didn't wear weren't your glasses or you didn't have your like you don't have your license or it's suspended or whatever the court will almost always still go against you because you weren't even supposed to be on the road even if you were hit by someone you know there are exceptions uh-huh. to that but if it's like eh, like who like that like eh, maybe this guy was hit because the drive you know the person driving was a little too far into the wrong lane but he was breaking rules, so therefore he's he's done, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and so yeah, that can really change something. So yeah, but what you're saying is true. I love it when, like you said, little like people have to make a 180 very quickly because they just have to, like, no, I got to get out of here. Like, <laughs> I have to backtrack, <laughs> yeah. waste all everyone's time. Um, yeah, it reminds me of in 2008 during the election between uh, Barack Obama and. Uh, Oh my gosh! I was gonna say John Kerry, but that's not. <laughs> was was that Romney? Uh, John McCain? No, that's oh John, John McCain. McCain. Yeah, that was yeah. the first time around. That yeah. was the first time around, and this was at a point where like, uh, okay, yeah. So so there was this little, they had like a Q and A, uh, and it was John McCain, and this was when the internet first started to kind of get into elections. Like people could like Facebook was kind of a thing, and MySpace and all this other stuff in two thousand eight, right? And like chain emails, you know, like and so you get a lot of people who are just the election is now kind of online, but not in the same way that the 2012 or 2016 election were, but it was starting to get there. And you can see it, especially at least in my perspective, from the older, more con- like usually more conservative uh, like audiences, because, you know, they don't understand what an email is quite as much as what they used to understand what mail is. And so they'll see something in their inbox like, oh, this is like. If I don't forward this, uh, we're going to lose the election. You know, like it's just like uh-huh. you know, it's kind of like those weird curses or whatever you get in middle school. Anyway, there was this huge thing where uh, like uh, Barack Obama was like, oh, he's this and he's that. And obviously, you know, it's all just a bunch of stuff. And anyway, and so there was like this big Q&A and John McCain's like, hey, I have like I'm opening up the questions, you know, to anyone in the audience. And this like really older woman, she like raises her hand. He's like, oh, yes, of course, like goes over, gives the microphone to her. And she just goes to the microphone's like, I am voting for you because I can't vote for the other guy because he's a Muslim. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, and John McCain picks the microphone for her and is like, No, no, ma'am, that's not true. And she's like, No, he's like, No, he's he's actually a he's a pretty good guy. And he walks away because, <laughs> because <laughs> this was being broadcast on, on you know on live air. And he was like, uh, no, 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 no. Like I can't have <laughs> Misinformation. Uh, like <laughs> yeah, and, no, I can't. I'm just gonna, you know, it was just such a. Uh, I'm just gonna like find it, but it was such a moment because I was watching TV. I'm like, wow, that's just like, what a. He, he's probably what? like, you know, that that's really bad. You said that. 
but I'm really yeah. glad you said that and not something worse. But. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, well, I just mm, like, I'm just going to take this away from you. And yeah. Thanks for coming. But uh, no more I, microphone for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you don't get it. <laughs> it was just such a funny moment because it was just that like, you saw it in his face. Like, no, I can't. I can't just have this and go on. that's enough of you, Gladys. Yeah. And then yeah. Walks <laughs> Gladys. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, there's so many moments like that, especially if you go into like courts and stuff. It's just, it's yeah. super funny. I love it. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I love, I love stuff like that. Um, I, I had another one at work just recently where we have, we have a forklift that we're renting for one of our projects. And I had the guy call me a couple weeks ago and it was, it was at like six thirty in the evening. So, you know, it's well after work hours and, he just calls me and is a total dick. Oh. It's just an ass. And he's like, hey, uh, my forklift has been on your job for five months and we've gotten zero dollars. And I'm like, mm, excuse me? I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't believe that's accurate. And he goes, well, I've been doing this since six in the morning and you got to figure it out in the morning or I'm taking my lift back. I'm like, okay, I'll call you tomorrow. And so, yeah, I I look it up in our system. There had been three payments made. Uh, we owed for the current month and the previous month, and our terms on our credit were 60 days. So we were good. We were caught up. And so I call him back in the morning, and I explain that to him. I was like, hey, there was an American Express transaction on this date and on this date. And he's like, I don't show those. I don't have those. I said, okay, let me uh, pull up the cleared transactions showing your name on my American Express statement. Right, yeah. And I did that, and like he's like typing away at his computer, and he's like, oh, what the hell? Why did they record it like that? I'm so sorry. We're good. <laughs> and then he just hung up, and I'm like, you little ass. You're just yeah. going to get away with that. You, you, you call me up, bitch me out, and then all of a sudden it's a, oh, we're good. Whatever. Yeah, just like that's not as drastic as the little radio interview, but I I have those interactions with people all the freaking time at work. Hey, uh you owe us money. Okay, let me look it up. Okay, it looks like I paid you on this date. Oh 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 it didn't record in your system. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. But Yeah, I mean, especially when like there's just there's this when okay so i can't you know i don't know maybe i'm just being oblivious to my own self but when i have a concern about something i'm not quite sure on my first reaction isn't i'm gonna get angry because they need to fix it oh i'm gonna threaten i'm I'm (laughs) taking my forklift back yeah yeah or it's just like hey maybe like my first assumption is there's there there's probably a misunderstanding because i doubt that they're maliciously doing something just to fuck me over uh and so, like, uh, like a few months ago, I had to deal with my my uh, my mortgage lender because they put a bunch of fees on my account because they're like, oh, you don't have private homeowners insurance. Uh, and where I live, like the the HOA, they take care of like that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, well, you know, here's the documentation, all this stuff, and it took him forever. And then it, I realized that I. Well, I didn't realize it, but I, I contacted him. I was like, oh, we didn't get it. Or like, oh, like we, I'm pretty sure it was sent to the wrong department. So it took like a month um, to kind of get it sorted. But eventually it was fixed. And it was frustrating. Like it really was. But if I, whenever, for some reason, I don't know why. Um, it's like when you get angry, it, it makes things so much worse. I feel oh, yeah. like if I was someone who's on receiving it and some like this guy gets, calls me angry, I'm like, I'm going to drag my feet. Because this guy's an yeah. asshole. <laughs> yeah. If two guys call me and want money, I am way more likely to pay the nice guy. Like, yeah. I'd be, yeah. like, be like, hey, like, this is on our records. I'm not too sure what's going on. You know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Like, I don't because, like, I've never met, I've never seen an instance where you being mad at, like, someone in customer service or, a, you know, a, like, an assistant or a secretary, anything made things better. But for some reason, that's so many people's default choice it's like i'm gonna yeah. go in there pissed as hell and it's gonna work i'm like i don't think i've ever I, seen that work buddy like, <laughs> i don't know i don't know if it's a saying or like a proverb from somewhere but there there's that saying that you catch more flies with honey 
than vinegar. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to catch flies with vinegar. Yeah. You're going to kill all the flies. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe, sure. maybe flies love vinegar and I'm just out of my mind. But no, I, yeah, you catch more <laughs> flies with honey. Um, yeah, I just, I don't get it. And, you know, being in business, I get it. There's some, there's some uptight people, especially around money. Money sucks because yeah, yeah. money's hard to come in and hard to put out. And for a lot of people, especially depending on the, the current economy, which surprisingly, considering the rest of the United States, the construction industry is pretty freaking booming. Oh, that's good. It's pretty <laughs> nuts. And uh, it was not like this back in 08. And I know it's not really comparable, but but <laughs> like we, we've been we've been nervous. I mean, I I know there's like horror stories from that time. And oh it's yeah, like, it's like like my dad sold a shotgun that he grew up with to buy groceries for the week, and it's oh like oh my god, I, I, <laughs> it's like, like it's like not- okay, let me uh let me just start piling up cash so we don't default on our house like i'm you're freaking me out dad but yeah no i, I mean and it's not about like it's the fact that imagine having to sell things to eat like i get it like, that's, that's scary it's yeah it's just like a scary thing especially since it that's an emergency that's when yeah. like well i'm selling my possessions just to get by i don't know i yeah, yeah I, when you can't meet your uh, four walls i think that's my biggest fear what what are the four walls that's a ramsey term i don't know if that's a i don't know universal what term it's, it's uh food shelter transportation and utilities Ooh. so water gas electricity mm-hmm. shelter uh food and transportation if you can't meet one of those four things you got to make some big drastic moves you're in danger yeah yeah danger (laughs) danger danger yeah no and uh i always i'm paranoid about this because i have family who would totally be willing to help me out and are able to and i know that's not always the case but it's just so in the city i live in there's like a you can there's definitely a homeless population and i grew up in a very suburban area where we had like one or two homeless people and we knew them they, right. were, they were always by the Walmart and like, oh, it's Frank or, you know, whatever. And maybe you didn't give him money every time, but, you know, they were there. Mm-hmm. And because of where we live and everything, there's during the winter time they kind of leave because it's lethally cold in that night if they're not careful. And they're not in the shelter. And in the summer, they kind of come back because, you know, why not? Sure. Right. Uh, and so we're definitely at the point where you see like a different spike in the homeless population. And uh, from living in New York, you can kind of tell people, a lot of people are homeless. Unfortunately, they have like untreated or undiagnosed, uh, like mental or psychological conditions. Yeah. Yeah, And it's very Mm -hmm. unfortunate. And, but there's also people who are completely and utterly, I don't want to say, I know. Okay. I was recently kind of chastised because the term normal is, can be really offensive because if you're not normal, you're abnormal. But people who are like. Yeah, Normal people doesn't who, exist. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't exactly. Uh, it's more like the people who they seem like they they didn't have any major kind of issues. They, the only issue they had was they were they they were homeless. Uh huh. And uh, it's it can be fairly easy to fall into that if you don't have like things can quickly spiral out of control. Like right. if you don't have transportation, it's harder. It's really it's a lot harder to maintain a job. Yeah. And if you can't maintain a job, that just makes things worse. You know what I mean? Then you like, can't just, afford your house. And you then you can't, can't afford your yeah. house. And if you're homeless, it is so hard to get a job because when you're applying to places or doing whatever, like you can't shower, you don't have like clean clothes and you have all these things. And so no one wants to hire this dirty person, on, you know, because of their conditions. Yeah, it can and go down real quick. It can go down. like So I get, I can, I've never been close to that, but I have this paranoia in the back of my mind. I'm like, you are two or three bad things happening away from you being literally on the streets. So I'm like, no, no, that's not true. It was like, yeah. So it's scary. You know, I remember yeah. In, in, yeah, during the recession, it was, uh, we went to like the, 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 it wasn't a state fair. It was like the a county fair or it was like the, you know, every once a year we had this summer festival in a park and they put up carnival rides and funnel cake. And right. there was a little section where people can sell trinkets like, oh, they're selling you know, little handmade soaps and, you know, jewelries and stuff. Jewelry. Yeah. yeah like, like, oh, they made this scarf. And that was the first time where, and I know this is before, like there, there was a pizza hut that we got pizza from all the time because it was like almost across the street. It was just two streets over. So we just picked it up and it was cheaper than getting delivered. 
and very quickly between 2007 and 2008 it went from like oh look at all these high school students here like oh these guys are all like in their 60s like there's just like an, an entire staff of just people who maybe were retired or close to retiring and now they kind of need to work at a pizza hut sports yeah had to work had to work yeah um but and so at this at this like little county fair this uh, carnival thing all all now like before it was like oh look at these like there's children or young people or like oh there's a really sweet old lady who's just selling some of the things she made and it was like oh this guy he's like in his 40s and he's like oh yeah if i don't sell enough jewelry i can't turn the power on you know like i really need to sell this is like my one of my last things I I have to do to yeah. make money. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is bad. You know, I was just it's so sad, you know. Um and so yeah, I think it's a legitimate kind of scare. And so that's what honestly I save a lot of money and it's because maybe I'm I'm probably overly cautious, but it's just like, yeah, I just don't want that to happen. I don't even want to think about it happening because it could. Yeah. You know, you're never yeah. as safe as you think you are, which I hate no. because I like to be safe. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like it at all. You know, it's, yeah. Three to uh, six months of expenses is never a bad idea to have in the bank, but man, it, it takes some, some grind to get to that. It does. Yeah. You no, know, for sure. Especially if like random things keep popping up and like, well, yeah, there goes, you know, a month's worth of my, emergency savings i gotta work for two or three in my case it's like it's like willpower it's like do you know how many fucking video games i could be buying right now (laughs) steam summer sales going on what are you talking about don't remind me yeah still there's still one more day it's still (laughs) i know yeah no i can't i got the things i wanted so i'm good yeah uh yeah oh and just just like literally just this morning which is right before i went to sleep uh every summer my favorite brand of shirts like they become available. I don't know why. They're I think it's because they make only a certain amount during the summer and they don't want to make any more. Um and I that's pretty much the only shirt that I wear. I if you wouldn't be too I don't know if I mentioned this, but huh. I have like a uniform. I almost I wear almost the same thing. I do wear the same thing every day. Uh same brand of pants and same color and brand of shirt. Interesting. <laughs> Like, is it yeah, like, like a, a, a brand, like a label, or just the kind, like a Gildan shirt or a Jersey shirt? Are you... No, it's it's a specific brand. Although the logo isn't visible anywhere in the shirt, I don't like logos on my shirts. But it's huh. a specific brand and a specific type of shirt that they make. It's a fruit of the loom, heaven's e- comfort. Yes, of course. Yeah. No, uh-huh. and yeah. this brand isn't like cheap, but it's not. I mean, it's, sorry, it's not expensive, expensive, but it's definitely not cheap. It's not like, you know. Whatever. Okay. That's I weird wish it that it cheap. only becomes available <laughs> once a year. I know. It's shitty. Uh, do, do they run out quick or it's like, I, okay, oh, it's, they do. it's been like 10 months and now they're out. I'll just wait a couple months. No, they definitely do. And I don't want to say what kind of shirt it is because now more I'm going to go them. buy them up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like it's, a, you know, it has like, you know, it's a specific kind of shirt. Anyway, and like all throughout, I, I discovered this, my favorite kind of shirt, like in the wintertime, like last year or the year before. And then there, it wasn't available for eight months. And so I had to, you know, so whenever they come back, I need to stock up because, you Dang. know. Yeah. Uh, and so this year they were like almost triple the price they normally were. <laughs> Which is They realized there's a demand. They realized that yeah. I was in there. <laughs> they and, realized Jeremy is going to be here. Yeah. And they weren't, they, they weren't like super expensive to begin with. But I said they weren't like, they weren't like 20 bucks. They, they were usually like 40 or 50. And okay. now they're like <laughs> double that. And I was like, am I going to spend this much money on my favorite shirt? Like several of these shirts. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad. Well, are gonna you burning <laughs> through them every year? Or? No, I I, they, I don't burn through them. You but, just you know, buy you get a couple like, and yeah. you buy a couple and like one gets a little hole in it. And like there's a, you know, there's a little thread that comes loose. And oh, I work with bleach at work. And like you got a little spot of bleach in the bottom. Like, oh, oh, man, no, like, I probably have holes and bleach marks on <laughs> 10 year old shirts that i still wear regularly i know but, and so they last yeah. a while but i'm like you know and they feel good i like the way they feel they're higher they're like a decent quality and so i like you know i say i use i get a lot of use out of them but it's just it hurts man it really hurts yeah, me like that's rough like there's x that's amount rough. of hours of my life i just whittled away you're just a, looking at that purchase. price and you're like come on inflation's not that bad I, exactly yeah. like come on guys you're so greedy you know just, yeah yeah I don't know. This is like totally a little bit different, but, uh, and probably TMI, but I, I get oh, no. really hot. I, I sweat <laughs> a lot and 
it, it's something funny. Something that I found. I can't wear like sports shirts like Nike or Adidas or Puma or stuff like that. But it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. I don't know if it's because of the design or like I don't know what it is. But surfing brands shirts like O'Neal and Hurley oh, yeah. are the most comfortable under the arm <laughs> shirts I've ever I've ever worn. And oh, so yeah. now I, I probably have six of each and that that's all I wear. But I don't know what it is because when you're surfing, you're not wearing a shirt. So yeah. I don't know why they think, I, I don't know, maybe they think surfers armpits are bothered or they're out in the sun all day sweating. So they need something. So probably. <laughs> maybe I just found the little caterer that I need for, for my needs. But yeah, that's like my entire wardrobe. Oh yeah. No. And I, this is like, and this is a decision I made kind of earlier on in my life is like, if I find a shirt I like, I'm just going to buy the hell out of it. Like, why wouldn't you have like, why not wear Like, I understand like you need to express yourself, whatever. Yeah. That's you do your thing. Whatever. I, I usually don't. Um, I find solace. I'm like, what am I wearing? Literally the same thing. Like it's a clean (laughs) shirt, obviously, you know, or a clean pair of pants and whatever. But why go through the stress of like, well, I don't know what to wear. Like, Oh, it's happening. Like, nah, it's the uniform that Jeremy wears and everyone knows it. And to be fair, honestly, people don't really notice, uh, do you feel like you have to go out of your way and say hey it's a different shirt no i don't mostly because especially if i like got something dirty on it and i come back and it's clean i'm like yeah you know it's a new one or you just don't (laughs) stink like and uh, no like i so when i started working at the uh, the company i almost said the name the company i started working at uh, i still (laughs) am employed uh it was like after seven or eight months i was there and at the time i had a different shirt but it was i had this it was i had several copies of that shirt and I, that's what I wore to work, you know. And I mentioned, I'm like, oh, yeah, you can probably tell I do this. And one of the coworkers like, I never noticed that, you know. And I worked with him every day for, like, you know, seven months. And other coworkers like, yeah, I noticed it. But, you know, that's. I just thought you only owned one shirt. Yeah. No, it was just like, <laughs> yeah, like, I realized it was you. I didn't want to bring it up. But also, like, yeah, you do wear the same thing every day. And the other person was like, no. Like, wow, that's, like, super interesting. I'm like, yeah, like, a lot of people don't notice. Um, and, again, as long as you're clean. It's usually not, no one really gives a sheah. shit, you know. Just yeah. If, if you come in the same, literally the same shirt and you've been like sweating and it's That's nasty, disgusting. someone's yeah. going to be like, man, you stink. Like, or they yeah. won't tell you, which is if even If you're worse. me, was, you have to wear two shirts in a 24-hour period. Otherwise, right, right. everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody knows. Uh-huh. Um, That's why summers are hell. <laughs> oh, summers are terrible, man. It's, it's going to be like in the hundreds. It already like has next two been. weeks. God, oh, it has it? It's insane. Well, no. It was 101. I don't know. That's what my car reader said. Who knows how accurate that is? 101 Dalmatians. But, yeah. <laughs> oh. But anyways, yeah. Anyways. Little plot twists. They, they're they so memorable. They're so good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into uh, the topic so that you can you can head on. Head let's on do bed. it. I'm ready to <laughs> be. Ooh, almost just said something bad ready to be <laughs> almost said ready to be blown ready, to be, ready blown? to be blown away yeah there we go that's better is your wife in the room you gotta be uh, careful uh, no <laughs> no it's just me and you oh god <laughs> <laughs> okay okay let's do it all right um so this is something again this is something i remember learning about kind of around the same time that uh, like 2008 like the recession i was talking about but I remember being fairly young and hearing about this. And when I was older, I learned more about it is um, like after 9-11 and kind of up until, you know, I don't know when it stopped, but there was always this fear of like anthrax. You hear like anthrax was like, oh, like you got to be careful when you're opening mail or there was a terror attack at this post office or whatever where there was. Anthrax yeah, I mean, there. they are a pretty heavy band. They'll make your ears yeah. bleed. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, yeah, I do remember hearing people specifically about opening mail. Yeah, and anthrax. Yeah, and and, yeah, and there was literally a. Wasn't there uh, an incident or something with either Obama or Bush where mail was sent to one of them that contained anthrax, and that's why it was a big topic? uh, Yeah, it happened. Yeah, so there was several events. One where in in a post office, someone had literally come into contact with anthrax through a letter and they actually got sick from it. Uh-huh. And then a few others were, yeah, it was mail that was being sent to the white house, but obviously it gets screened to all hell and right. it didn't get to them, but they were like, what the hell's going on over here? 
Um, Isn't and like that, the, that's like treason and like death penalty. Yeah. Well, also, I don't think it came from within the United States. I don't think it was Americans. It could have been. Okay. But yeah. I don't think, but if it was, yeah. Stuff if like it was, that. That's yeah. sketchy. Yeah. And so I remember thinking, I was like, what the hell is anthrax? Like, it just, even the name sounds deadly, right? It's, I know. It also sounds it's like. It's pretty sick. It's yeah. pretty, <laughs> it's good for a band. Yeah. Uh, it also sounds very, almost like a, like a, like a brand, you know, like, oh, it's like Xanax or, yeah. you know, like uh, Mucinex. It has an X in it, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's yeah. an X. It's like, yeah. Clear your um, nasals today with anthrax. With anthrax. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, you you won't worry about those those sinuses for yeah. much longer now. <laughs> Migraines completely dead. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I remember when I learned about anthrax, it's kind of it kind of surprised me because uh, anthrax it isn't a it isn't a toxin. It isn't like a bio. Well, it's, it can't be considered a bioweapon if you use it as a weapon. It's not a virus. Anthrax is actually a bacteria. Oh my gosh! I yeah, I just looked it up. I thought it was like a floral extract, like something you got off a plant or a flower. I had no, no idea. No, no, exactly. Like you think like cyanide or like <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, niacin or whatever. Like no, it's a it's a bacteria. Okay, and actually, it's a fairly common bacteria in in where animals live, like especially cattle. Um, and so that's especially why I'm cats. Like, did you say? Uh, cattle, I said sorry. Oh, cattle. I thought you said around cats. Cattle. I was like, huh. Cats. Oh, no. <laughs> Another reason to hate cats. Oh, no, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and, and we can trace back, like, the earliest confirmed incidents of people getting anthrax is, like, in the United States is the 1700s. Um, but we're huh. pretty sure it has existed since the beginning of human history. Okay. Um but it really surprised me because I remember learning, I was like, I thought we won the war against bacteria. Like antibiotics just, you know, that's that's what that's the, right. the thing we can pull out and it kills them, right? Um, and so basically what anthrax, so anthrax comes in several different varieties and different kinds of infections. And basically uh, anthrax can, and a lot of bacteria can do this, they can enter what is like kind of like a spore phase where... You have a bacteria and it's, you know, like a little, imagine if you will, like a little pill, even though not most bacteria don't look like that. But in your mind, just think it's a little pill with little flagella, like, you know, you think of a germ or whatever. Right. Um, if they sense that something bad's going to happen, like, oh, there's very little water or there's very little nutrients or whatever. What they can do is they can kind of make these little spores and these spores are kind of like seeds. And these seeds, they have the DNA of the bacteria uh, or like a copy of the DNA of this bacteria in this little package. And it's almost like sealed in this little pallet, this little crate. And that spore is very resistant to dehydration and heat and cold and everything. Like it's really hard to kill these spores. This is like Uh, their emergency protocol. Yeah, and again, and I think, uh, yeah, and bacteria, they don't become spores, they make spores. And so they're like sacrificing themselves to like make these things and then they die. Uh And then these spores, again, kind of like seeds, once they are in an environment where it can detect, oh, there's like food and moisture and stuff, they'll kind of unfurl and become like a bacteria again. And they'll start doing their normal bacteria things. Uh, Which is why it's super hard, if you even have a fairly sterile environment, if you're not if the conditions become viable again, you will just get bacteria because these little spores are almost impossible to destroy and they just kind of pop up. Uh-huh. Um, and so the the spores of anthrax are kind of their main mode of, of transmitting from like the source to a person. Okay. Uh, because if, uh, if someone is infected with anthrax, that they have the bacteria, it's almost, we've, I don't think we've ever actually confirmed an incidence where someone gave anthrax to someone else. To somebody else. Like yeah. contagiously, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think like in theory, or I think it is possible, and maybe we have like suspicions where it has occurred, but it's so unlikely and so rare. We're like, yeah, you're gonna get it from a common source rather than someone else, and it's almost always in the spore phase. Uh, huh. And another the really interesting, another like kind of crazy thing is that normally your skin is fairly safe. Like if you touch something really dirty. You're not going to get sick from it unless you introduce that into your body. You scratch your eye, you eat something, and suddenly that thing is inside your body. But if you touch it with your skin, as long as there's no like cuts or anything open with it, you, you can wash your hands. You're going to be okay. Okay. Because uh, I, I see that I see that one of the symptoms is like skin ulcers and stuff. So that that's oh. not from skin contact, though. 
Well, I was saying, this is what makes it different, is that you come in contact with these spores, and it can lead to an infection of anthrax oh, okay. through your skin, which is Whoa. really scary, right? Sketchy, <laughs> yeah. Like, really sketchy. Um, and so there are basically three ways you're getting infected, or three, uh, technically four ways, but uh, that anthrax can kind of get into your body. One is just topical. You touch something with anthrax. Um, and it's, again, normally it comes from dead or decaying cattle corpses. So, uh, like cows or bulls or oxen or whatever cattle you think you have or in various parts of the world, uh, they can get infected with anthrax and it doesn't really, like, it can cause them to die, but sometimes they just keep on living and then they die of natural causes. And then the anthrax bacteria will just kind of eat the corpse and the spores get kind of fall into the grass or the ground. And then later on, a different cow or whatever will eat near this decaying corpse or even if it was like a year ago where this corpse was... And then that's how they get affected is they'll eat the contaminated stuff on the ground. And then the life cycle kind of continues. Okay. And so when it, when it comes to humans, of course, we, a lot of humans, they'll raise cattle, they'll deal with them, they'll slaughter them. Um, especially if they're, let's say you have a, a cow or something that's, or, you know, some sort of cow that's infected with anthrax and then you slaughter them. And if you eat the meat and you cook it, you probably won't have that big of a problem. It mostly comes from their skin. And so let's say you're making leather out of the hide, the anthrax can kind of be on the dead cow's skin. That's possible. And then, yeah, and then when you handle it with your hands, you can get infected through that kind of contact. Okay. Um, but so how, do, seems, how does one go about put it, sending it in a letter or in the exactly. mail? So, so basically what you have to do is, uh, it's not, it's very rare. I think, I don't think we have any anthrax infected cattle in the United States or basically in Europe. But it's fairly common in the Middle East, Asia, and some parts of Africa. Okay. Kind of like these kind of environments. And so if you have a cow uh, and it dies and you're like, I'm pretty sure it had anthrax because we've had other anthrax incidents and it causes some visible symptoms like skin lesions and other things. Even on the cattle. Even on the cattle, yeah. Okay. Um, I said cattles. Cattles. You said (laughs) (laughs) even on the cattle. I'm like, hoping you wouldn't catch that, and then I pointed it out myself. Anyway, no, I caught it. Don't worry. I was trying to gloss over it, but I'm glad you really pointed it out. It's (laughs) great. Yeah. Um, You can just kind of be like, well, if we get enough cows, we get enough skin, enough hide. If we wash them in water, if we kind of expose something to it, we can isolate anthrax. Pull it out through Uh these means. And especially if you have like a very basic laboratory, you can look under microscopes like, oh, look, this there's I, I can see it. It's in this skin or it's in this sample. And now we know for sure this cow has it. We can kind of get it this way. Um, and like I said, the spores, they last a long time. You can put them in literally like an, an envelope and in a, or a package and they'll survive and they can, you know, contact. You can get it to contact through that way. Huh. Um, so this is why like there were some terroristic kind of threats and attacks using anthrax um, in the mail. But it, I think it only happened like four or five times at the most. And then it kind of stopped because okay. it, it really isn't that effective. But I remember it being a big thing. Like news. It was, we were scared. Now, how do you know how we what they do to detect it and prevent it? Um, like through the mail? Yeah, like a no. mail carrier dips it in this vial, and it, if it turns green, that means anthrax. You know, yeah, no, we not, don't. And, test and not that. Every... That was very, you know, yeah, that's like. But own, you know, yeah, I I wonder how they do that. How do they t- t- detect for that? So basically, we don't we don't screen for anthrax uh-huh. because like that would involve opening every single piece of mail, especially internationally. And then going through like a fairly robust test. and being So that's like, oh, something just the is. White House is doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's so rare. Again, if you have only five incidents within like, you know, the entire history of the Postal Service and there's hundreds of millions of Americans, there's just, just it, it's not going to be commercially viable to pay. Enough I don't know. Find. It's sketchy <laughs> enough for me. But yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, so again, oh, I, I mentioned this before. I never got into it. So there's four ways that anthrax can oh, be yeah. manifested as like a uh-huh. disease. One is the skin contact. If you get contact with it on your skin and it kind of takes hold into you, you'll get these lesions. And these lesions, lesions are like a fancy term for like a, a wound a, a or cut like an opening, or, yeah, a an cut open, of some yeah. sort. Um, and they're I'm almost always stupid, circular. But no, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I mean, when, I, when I was a no, kid, I, I thought know. lesion, I thought like wrinkle. Like it's just like this kind of, or like a little cut, like a canyon. Uh, but it's like a kind of hole. I thought and that so, was the bad guy in Mass Effect. 
yeah, he's uh, the <laughs> Legion. Legion. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> um, and so it makes like this circular kind of almost like a black cavity, a coal. It kind of decays your skin. Um, and that is a way it can be really dangerous because that leads you open to secondary infections. Right. Uh, kind of basically once an infection reaches your blood, that's when you can get septic and septic means that your blood is now carrying toxins through the rest of your body, especially your brain and your heart and your organs, uh, because it's no longer a closed system. So it's not even like anthrax is very toxic and we'll get into that a little bit more, but it's also just like opening the way for other things to get into your blood. Oh. Um, yeah so because even when you feel like really sick like oh you have the flu or a cold or whatever that virus is not in your blood it shouldn't be because if it's in your blood now you're getting infections start your body and that's like a life threatening <laughs> that's condition. no bueno yeah no no very bueno. bad uh it's usually isolated to one spot um and so topical anthrax like through your skin it can definitely be fatal especially if you're in a place that doesn't have like a lot of treatments for it um and but it is the least dangerous type. Yeah. Okay. So without without treatment, you have a roughly like thirty to forty percent chance of dying. It's that's it's still bad. high. Still <laughs> it's still high. high. Yeah. Um. With like, and I think in the United States, people who have topical anthrax infections because they just give them like a whole litany of antibiotics, it's very near zero that they die. But if okay. you're in a rural community and you don't have access to it, or even some uh, American soldiers, when we had a lot of deployment in the Middle East, they would get in contact through anthrax. Not through any malicious means, but just because they're, they're in an area there. where it yeah. has it. There's cattle, there's whatever. Uh, you have a higher chance of dying from it. Uh-huh. Um, in some places, the fatality was more like 60%, which is really scary and sad because you're just, you, you just touched it. Like You didn't yeah. even like eat it. You just touched it. Um, but it can be. And before we had antibiotics, like in the 18 and 1700s, anthrax was known to be something very dangerous. And uh-huh. the United States did have a high rate of incidence. There were thousands and thousands of cases of it before we had like good treatments for it. Dang. Um, another another way you can expose is by inhaling it. Um, and again, it's this spore kind of dust, and it's very easy to just breathe it in. That so sounds normally, worse than topical. It is definitely, yeah. almost always, breathing <laughs> something bad in is worse than having it touching your skin. Yeah, letting you know. <laughs> that makes sense. And unfortunately, people who have it through inhalation, they almost always also have it on their skin because it's kind of like in the air or they like flipped a, a blanket and it had anthrax spores in it. And so it got on their skin and they breathed it in, you know, and so you have multiple ways of infecting it. Oh, that's horrifying. It's very bad. And so I, once it gets I'm going to be lungs, nervous to dust now. Like, <laughs> I, I, if you have anthrax in your home, the CDC will be there shortly because there's no <laughs> reason why there should, should be any anthrax in your house. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like symptoms, obviously, are like you're having a bad cough, like you're you're having Uh-oh. trouble breathing, chest that's, pains. No, you're fine. Right don't worry. Okay. It's not a sore throat. Don't worry. Yeah. It's fine. Um, and so if you inhale anthrax, it has a very high morbidity rate, basically like 70% chance uh, of fa- having a fatal incidence. And if you have like good treatment, it's closer to 50%. So if you have a That's lot of not antibiotics, much better. not much better, like you're probably still going to die. <laughs> Dang. Um, That's sketchy. It it's really sketchy. Um, another one is gastrointestinal. So that is if you eat the spores. Uh, we have less data on this because a lot of times people could eat the spores and they'll never actually get infected with it. It'll just pass through their system. The spores don't get activated or they do, they die, and it's good. Huh. But in the but in the, in the times that we have seen people eat it and get sick from it, um, it is very resistant to treatment. Again, things that are in your gastrointestinal tract, like it's hard to put antibiotics in there because you're just kind of – with antibiotics, with medicines, you want it to go – your body absorbs it into your blood and that's how it fights it. But your gut is just full of other bacteria and you don't really flush right. How does that intestines yeah. with antibiotics. And so it's like it's harder to treat, but also it's not as sometimes not as fatal. Uh, so we see like a wide range of fatalities. Sometimes we see like, oh, it's only 5% of people with this die. And sometimes it's like, oh, it's 50% of people die. Huh. Uh, we're That's not weird. exactly That's sure probably why. Hard to Maybe measure. because it's up to how much you ate. Uh, if you eat a ton of this infected cow, you get a lot of anthrax in you. 
Uh, it could be how long the spores have been inert. So they're they get inert for a really long time. They're less likely to activate in your gastrointestinal tract. Makes but, sense. Yeah. So again, uh, technically it can be less fatal than the topical one, but also you can't really treat it. And so it's like, eh, don't want to eat it. Why am um, I nervous to find out about the last the la- way? <laughs> you shouldn't be nervous because okay. this one's not, unless you live a very high risk lifestyle. Okay. Another one is you get it in your blood. And the only way that oh, okay. really happens is... I thought you were going to is... say something like in your bum. Or like, <laughs> I was like, why am I nervous? <laughs> you go up your ass and it just eats your asshole completely oh. out. Not in a good way. Uh, it just kind of... So this is almost always from drug use. Uh, okay. If you, have, if you have anthrax on the needle or on your skin and then you break that and you know and put a social injection... I guess it doesn't have to be heroin. It could be insulin, but again, very unlikely. Um you can get anthrax directly into your blood. And that is almost always the worst way to get something is in your blood. <laughs> yeah, that uh, sounds horrible. Yeah, but it's also the rarest because, again, it doesn't do that naturally. And But if you do are some unfortunate soul that gets anthrax injected directly into their bloodstream, it has like a 95 to 99% fatality rate. Like, it is horrendous for your body. It's just... Uh, it gets into your heart, it gets into your brain, and it makes these same lesions in your brain into your heart. And so you die fairly quickly, unfortunately. Oh, man. It's, yeah, it's real bad. It's not, meant, it's not supposed to go there. <laughs> Don't put it there. Um, and again, you, we see like uh, injection drug use as mostly like a Western thing, like in Europe, United States. But it does also occur and definitely occurs in like Far East Asia, like in China and Korea. But it also occurs in places like Iraq and Iran. Uh-huh. Where, you know, so you have like a rural farmer and they're also a drug user, which rare, but also happens. And they get, <laughs> they get anthrax in their blood and they die. It's really sad. That's um, horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. So what makes anthrax so freaking deadly is that it has two horrible defense mechanisms that make it a pain in the ass for your immune system to deal with. Okay. Uh, for So number one, it has receptors and proteins on the outside of it that's so when white blood cells eat it it actually infects the white blood cell rather than having the white blood cell kill it Ooh, that's yeah so basically the white blood cells like look at this enemy look at this like thing i need to kill like it's four and they'll eat it and suddenly this white blood cell is like oh shit oh I'm how sick. the turntables have <laughs> turned yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly the turntables have turned indeed yeah uh, and then the the uh, anthrax will use this white blood cell to make more anthrax and then burst out of there and then infect other ones. So you're like may, one of your main lines of defense are actually like not effective at all against this thing. That's scary. It is bad. Yeah. Uh, and it, and the second thing, it produces a very virulent toxin. So a lot of bacteria, when you get sick with it, the main problem is that, oh, you have a bacteria and it's using your cells to make more bacteria. And that's the worst thing that it's kind of doing. It's just kind of bursting cells and killing you in that way. Uh-huh. Same thing with viruses. Your lung cells get infected with the flu virus. The thing that killed that makes you really sick is that your lung cells are then dying because they're exploding with viruses and infecting other lung cells. Uh, so anthrax, definitely, it does this same thing. It does literally goes into cells, infects them, makes more anthrax, pops out of it. But then it's also releasing this very potent toxin. And this is why we see these lesions. It's like releasing this kind of neuro or like this digestive toxin that just destroys the cells around it. And so you get like these big holes in your skin because these cells are not infected. They're literally just dying Dying. because they're next to cells that are having this toxin. Dang. Um, And so, yeah. Uh, basically what your immune system has to do is it cannot send soldiers against it. Other, you know, there are natural killer cells and other uh, leukocytes that can kind of go attack it. But there's a high chance that they also get infected and, you know, be make more anthrax. And so pretty much it has to render the bacteria inert by just f- flooding it with uh, cytokines. And okay. what cytokines are, and you probably see these in little animations or your biology class, they're like these little Y-shaped proteins, almost like a slingshot. And their job is to just attach into these bacteria proteins and so that they're so kind of encapsulated within these proteins that they can't actually infect anything. And then eventually they die. Um, the problem is that normally when you resort to this kind of um, attack, you're also damaging a lot of your own cells. Uh, you'll get a lot of swelling. You'll so get a lot of like, like fluid. So it's like a last resort. 
Well, normally your 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 immune system will do this in addition to also eating them. Um, because you're like, okay, we're going to, and they do this with, with viruses as well. Like, oh, we throw these proteins at them. They kind of stick to them like a little web. And then once they're kind of stuck, they can't t- infect anything. And eventually a big white blood cell will come by, eat it up, and it's dead. And so okay. you use the combination of things. But when your only means of defense are cytokines, you get what's, hap- what's called a cytokine storm. And so your body will make so many cytokines that it actually damages very important parts of your organs because it's just like, hey, I'm trying to do my job here. And suddenly a wave of these random ass proteins are, you know, like going around me. Like I can't eat. I can't make the hormones I'm supposed to make. I'm just dying because I'm uh, in the in the crossfire between this war. Uh, and we saw this a lot with COVID-19. Uh, COVID-19 is uh, really bad with your immune system. And therefore your body's like, hit the big red button. We're just flooding your system with these proteins that make you get all swollen. Uh Send everything at them. And then you could become a casualty of your own immune system. Um, And so, yeah, the same thing happens with anthrax is that your body will suddenly have fluid retention. Uh, You'll get like encephalitis where your brain starts swelling uh, either because one, you have anthrax in your brain and you're fucked or you have cytokines in there and they're messing with stuff. And unfortunately, the patient just dies because multiple organs start shutting down uh, you're having lesions in random parts of your body if you've got it in your blood and you just your body can't handle it. You just kind of pass away. So rough. It's really rough. Dang. <laughs> so it's like this super bacteria that is really hard to deal with. Again, almost all horrible plagues are viruses. Like, oh, you got again like COVID nineteen or influenza. You got the um like the uh the swine flu or you got the uh the Spanish flu. All these viruses very virulent. But every once in a while, there comes a bacteria that's like, you know what? I can really fuck you over, even though you have all these tools to kill me, like antibiotics. I can still do a lot of damage. Right. So, and again, antibiotics, they do work with these guys. But anthrax is such a fast-moving disease. You need to get, to, to get treatment really quickly. And depending on what kind you have, it might not be super effective at it. Um, so, really Dang. scary stuff. That is... Don't get anthrax. That is scary. <laughs> I, I love these episodes where... Uh, you add one more thing to my phobia list. <laughs> things to be terrified of. Dust. Things that Any will dust. kill me. Yes. <laughs> Little spores. Yeah. Again, like anthrax in the United States, insanely rare. It's like even rarer than leprosy and the Black Plague, which and is I'm going to hunker down. <laughs> I'm going to hunker here. down. Yeah. Don't open any mail. Do whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, but if, again, if you are traveling to the, like Asia, Middle East or Africa and these rural, rural areas and you have, and it can be really fairly, it can be fairly easy to get in contact with, let's say just like, oh, cool, like little, maybe a blanket or maybe not even a blanket, like a, uh, something that's made with leather and you're in, like, this is a trinket shop. It, you can technically be exposed that way. If you touch it, if you inhale it, um, but since it kills people fairly quickly, you they know when there's an anthrax outbreak, it's like, oh, good, look, like this whole ranch died because all their cattle had anthrax and they just died. So we're not going to buy their cattle. We're just going to burn them all. Like, <laughs> oh so, you, you, so, yeah, so you don't get these large, huge infections like, oh, it's swarming the nation. Everyone has anthrax. It's like, nah, it's a little localized infection uh, and it sorts itself out pretty quickly. But. Huh. But just be careful. In case you ever go to those places, hold your breath and don't touch anything. That's the, that's the best way not to get sick. So basically, <laughs> just isolate myself in my room and wash my hands a lot and don't breathe. That's right. And don't breathe. Yeah. Hold your breath. Uh, but again, don't be afraid of anthrax. You're, you're, you're not going to come into contact just walking down the street. It's insanely rare. And again, we've never, I don't think we've had a single case of anthrax in cattle in the United States since like the 1800s. Really? And maybe even, yeah, because it's, again, it kills things pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and it's not like tuberculosis where it hides for 10 years. Like once you have anthrax pretty quickly, you're going to, you know, uh, the incubation time is normally like a day or two on rare occasions. We've seen it where it lasts for two months before you feel symptoms. And that's probably because the spores are still kind of in a dormant state and, they're in a place where you don't wash or you eat it and it's kind of gets stuck somewhere. But almost always you get the symptoms pretty quickly. Huh. And if you and if you get symptoms pretty quickly and they're really weird symptoms like I have a hole in my my, my hand now. Like you go to the doctor and they yeah. can kind of help you out. So yeah. Huh. Just be yeah. 
Be Good careful. to know. <laughs> now you know. Good to know. Be, be careful, but you don't need to be careful. You're, yeah. Unless someone's sending you in, unless you made a, a really strong enemy in the Middle East or in Asia, uh, in a very rural part of town, you're probably not going to get a bad letter sent to your house. It's just full of anthrax. <laughs> the key word there is probably. Probably. Probably oh, yeah. yeah. Probably you're fine. Yeah. Everyone likes to hear the word probably. You're probably okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite words I ever heard from my doctor. Yeah. It's You're probably not. Probably healthy. You're probably yeah. okay. It's probably not cancer. Damn. No, do you I think I mentioned this first, obviously. Hank Green. You know Hank Green? Uh he's the one that makes all those SciShow YouTube uh, channels and That uh, name sounds he's, familiar. He's the brother of John Green who oh, wrote like yes, the fault yes, in our I've stars. I've seen his and, YouTube shorts. Yeah, the yeah. Green Brothers. Um but Hank Green was recently diagnosed with uh lymphoma. Like uh, cancer of the lymph nodes. Okay. And he got uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, so which is the best kind of lymphoma, which is weird. So you hear about non-Hodgkin's all the time. Uh huh. And for some reason, non-Hodgkin's. I'm still getting this wrong, which I do all the time. Is you don't want non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. You want the Hodgkin's lymphoma, which sounds weird. You yeah, know? you'd think weird. you'd want the reverse, <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, so it's very treatable, but also he went to, basically he had an enlarged lymph node. Uh, and he's like in his mid to late 40s, I want to say. So he's like getting into the danger zone. Uh, and he has a few chronic illnesses. Like he has IBS and he also has something to do with his like nerves, I think. Like it's a, an autoimmune. I forget what he has. And so the doctor was like, you know, it's probably nothing. But hey, let's get it scanned anyway. Uh, and then the when they got it scanned, the person was like, oh, I need to see. I need I need to get a doctor right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, and it turns out, yeah, he had, they got a biopsy. And he's like, yeah, you have cancer. Just. You know, and so it was. It's kind of scary because the doctor was like, "Eh, it's probably nothing, but let's just check it anyway." Good and thing like, they did. Oh this shit! Man. Good thing we yeah. checked because <laughs> this was, you know. Um, but yeah, it's really sad, and it's really interesting because he's a big online personality, and so he's like really, kind of, documenting like, "Oh, this is what chemo is like, and this is what I'm going through," huh. and this is yeah because they they recommended like a very semi aggressive treatment that will probably eradicate it. Very, it responds very well to treatment, but they want to get rid of it really right away, right? Um, to kind of prevent it from spreading. Okay, so he's probably going to be okay, but it's kind of this weird. It makes me scared. I'm like, oh shit, do I have to be my own doctor? Because the doctor's going to be like, ah, you're probably fine. Like, nah, man, you got to you got to scan this lump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna, I, I need to know. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I'll have to check out some of his long form content. I just see his funny shorts. Yeah, his little shorts. And honestly, his longer videos are like 10 minutes. Like, they're not super long. Yeah. Uh, and most recently, he's been kind of off and on because he's going through chemo and it makes him really tired. <laughs> he's <And> super busy <laughs> for some reason. He, yeah. Well, it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his brother, John, is the one taking up all his other responsibilities. Because Hank has this habit of starting companies that are for nonprofit. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah, like, you buy these socks and all of the money goes to this hospital in Sri Lanka. Uh, they, they've been, like, sponsoring just hospital in Sri Lanka because Sri Lanka was like in 2020 was like oh they have the worst healthcare system on the planet is this like one area in Sri Lanka which is weird because I know the poorest country is Sudan but who knows and now they have like a really good hospital because for like three or four years they started companies and so John's been like managing his companies like Hank your life is exhausting like I don't understand (laughs) how you could ever do this like it's crazy like it's dumb I hate it huh (laughs) That's funny. So, but yeah, that's funny. So yeah, check out any lumps. If you have if you have a hole in your skin, go to the doctor. If you have a weird lump, you should probably also go to the doctor. So. <laughs> Be a friend. Check your buddies. Check your lumps. Yeah. yeah. Have a lump party. <laughs> just everyone get in a room and check each other. Yeah, just have a blindfolds and be like, you don't know who this is, but <laughs> you can check. Him. <laughs> Make it a guessing game. Yeah, right. you can have some fun. Have funny with little, it. funny little prizes. Yeah. Funny little then, prizes, yeah. Like what? Like, like a like something you find like, at the dentist or what? Like here, you get a bouncy ball. Yeah, that's a prize. Okay, okay, maybe not, maybe not a well a bouncy ball. That would be on theme. That would be on. You know I mean? Yeah, but uh, it's like hey, if you find the lumps, you get a gift card lump to behind your ear. Oh nope, it's a quarter. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's cancer. You get that checked out. <laughs>